in everything you do, try to do it with purpose. If you're going to do something, why not do it with purpose and meaning behind it? Hey there, everyone, and welcome into a brand new installment of the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Meller. And we are brought to you by the CG Sports Network. And as always, we are the show that is seeking to light the competitive fire within you in order to succeed within your career. And we have a true competitor on the show today, one of Track's fastest men uh, around the world at the moment, Nathaniel Mitchell Blake. In the last five years, uh, he has been able to establish himself as one of the world's fastest men as he is just a handful of men in history, in fact, who have broken both 10 seconds and 20 seconds in the 100 and 200 meters, respectively. During the last five years, he firstly finished off his NCAA career by winning just about anything and everything that you could win as a sprinter before going on to the senior level at an international level and really making his standout performance shown at the World Championships in 2017, where he anchored the 4x100-meter relay for Great Britain to a World Championship gold medal. And in the past couple years, he has gone professional and been doing some fantastic things within the circuit around the world and is currently based down in Florida. But like so many of the Olympic athletes around the world in the last 12 months, he has had to change things quite a lot as he was derailed last year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And as I got to sit down with him just recently, it was abundantly clear that this was certainly something that took him off what was potentially going to be a fantastic year. But at the same time, he has allowed himself to realize that he is set up for just incredible success as an individual, not necessarily just within relays, but certainly as an individual on behalf of the British team coming up in the Olympic Games in 2021 by making sure that he is taking care of every fine little detail as he is now trying to make those tiny, tiny adjustments in an event, in a sport that requires total total performance every single opportunity you get onto the track so some fantastic insight some really cool candid conversation where nathaniel really does allow us to get to know him on a more personal basis but as i said this is all about competition getting you guys fired up to go compete at higher levels and this man is extremely accustomed to doing that so Let's jump right into our interview today with my fellow countryman, Nathaniel Mitchell-Blake, and I hope you guys all enjoy. Yeah, I got my winter. I got my winter beard right now, so I'm, you know, I'm hard. Oh, you're looking greasy. Does the wife like it? <laughs> she does actually. Yeah, she appreciates. That's all that matters, it, man. So, yeah, the opinion of the missus. That's what matters. I, I married someone that appreciates a beard and a bald head, so I'm, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. You're doing well. You're doing well. Yeah. All right. Well, I am extremely excited to welcome in my fellow countryman Nathaniel Mitchell Blake onto the career Nathaniel. competitor. Nathaniel. 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 There we go. 
Stanley Nathaniel. All right. Stanley I mean, what, everybody else calls you Nathaniel, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know who everybody else is. I don't really respond to them. <laughs> you know? I can, can I call you Nate for short? Will that work? Um. Yeah, you no. can do that. You can do that. No, because that's we, okay. We that's okay. No, nothing, nothing. Coach Shaver used to call me that. Coach Shaver used to no, call me that. I was going to say, so. yeah, I've, I've, I've heard He was Benny. the first person to call me Nate, and I was just... Yeah. Oh, I've heard yeah, Benny call you that too. So yeah, but already, yeah, 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 already, yeah. listen, man. You know, already people know we we have a little bit of a background. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was very fortunate to actually, and you, you, we didn't know each other at the time, but I, I was following your career while I was coaching at LSU, and 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 you were doing damage against the rest of the NCAA, uh, especially back in 2016 when you were just tearing things up and and doing you and you know, and then we actually got to meet one another when you made this outcry to the world that is Twitter, asking if you could uh, find someone to teach you how to swim. You said, I got to learn how to swim. And I uh, had some of these bad hamstrings and stuff like that, needed to loosen up. And uh, I came to, the, I came to the, the rescue, so to speak, and we got to work. And you know what's funny is that I wasn't planning on starting here, but let's start here because for me, for me, when I, when I work with athletes in my domain that don't come from a swimming background, I love yeah. it because you're you're such a competitor and you're so used to being incredibly good at what you do <laughs> that when you come into this domain that you you're not any of that you're suddenly now wanting to be competitive wanting to be aggressive but you're having to pull yourself back because you don't know necessarily what you know planet uh point A and point B and point C looks like so you know from that standpoint when there I was teaching you how to swim back in 2017 what what goes through your mind as someone who's elite at what you do in one area that suddenly finds himself and again you know sink or swim let's just use the metaphor you know in that in that domain going what in the world is going on um as you said we're naturally competitive beings you know so it's 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 a weird place to be in but I understood that I didn't know how to swim. There's no if, no buts, no maybes about it. It's not like you can tread a fine line. It's not like running where you can run, but you may not be able to run very well. Mm. Swimming is either you can or you can't, mm. you know. And uh, I went to swimming lessons when I was younger, but then this is this is miscon this is fear of black people and water, mm. and I don't know where it came from. But I lived in Jamaica for like five years too, and I, that's mm. an island for crying out loud. And I just never really got comfortable in the water. And I right. kind of just scared myself out of it more than anything. And I just thought to myself, I have to learn how to do this, you know. It's going to help me more than anything. And I know it's not rocket science. You know? <laughs> Muscle memory will kick in eventually. Yeah. So uh, it was it was a bit frustrating at first, just because, as you said, like I'm used to just getting things quickly and yeah. doing well at certain things, especially in the athletic arena, but where, you know, that's my bread and butter. Yeah, but I just had yeah. to humble myself. Had to humble myself and be patient. And just... well, it only took about two lessons, man. It only took about two lessons, and you had a you had a feel for it, and, and that was the. And I knew that I had a feel that the, the the muscle memory component of of you being an elite athlete would eventually just kick in. And sometimes it takes a little longer than two lessons, but you had you had things moving in with some decent momentum after just a couple of sessions. And um, but in, in terms of what you've done and. What you've been a part of most prestigiously, the the four by one in 2017, um, that that took the took the Americans by surprise, let's say, and 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 did your thing, uh, especially with you on the last leg. Uh, you know, for me, for me as a as a as a Britishman that's been out of the UK for 
almost two decades at this point. I'm, I'm never gone long enough for me to not appreciate seeing the Brits get one over the the Americans uh, on the on the track. So that was that was fun for me to see. And here we are now, man, a year after what we were supposed to be the Olympics, right? Um, yeah. How how's the last seven or eight months been for you? Let's start there. You know how how's training been? You're down in Florida now, training. What have you had to do in the past twelve months to adapt to all this chaos going on? Um, just take extra precaution about everything. I actually had COVID. Um, yeah, so uh, that that took me down. Like literally before I was supposed to go overseas, I was supposed to go to, it was Doha, Italy, and Czech Republic. And I had taken a test on the Tuesday. The results came back the Friday and I was supposed to fly out Friday too. And lo and behold, Thursday, I started to feel kind of groggy. had a slight temperature. Friday, I woke up feeling kind of fatigued. And I, I called the, um, the physical therapist who had taken the COVID test. Mm. And I was like, have you got my results back yet? And she was like, yeah, I'm sorry to say you're positive. And I, was, I wasn't shocked. I didn't feel too well, you know. Yeah. But um, I, thank God I got over it. And ever since then, I literally taken it upon myself to get tested every week mm. just because... You don't know how this thing's gonna attack you, and right. I understand that it's bigger than me because it's not most, not so much about me. Like right. I recovered, I'm part of a, a few who are able to do that because, kid you not, since the year started, two loved ones of mine have passed away from it since 2021. Oh. That's my great uncle and a former coach of mine have passed away, oh. and so when you when you hear that type of stuff, man, you just say, nah, I just gotta do my due diligence and just be as safe as I can, you know, oh. like. And as far as training is concerned, <clears throat> we're doing the best we can collectively. Like we all have to get mandatory tested and we train a hospital. Our, our gym is connected to a hospital. So we have to be safe again, man. Um, it's not been easy. It's not been easy. At one point we were locked out of the gym because that was closed down. So we were literally lifting weights and the track was locked down. So we're lifting weights in a park, just yeah. trying to supplement as much as we can. You know, you just had to make do with the resources that you have. So as you said, it hasn't been easy, but it make, what makes it easier is the fact that there's a group of us and we all have the same mission and we all go through the same hardship and we just kind of see the, the good with the bad and just get through it. Yeah, and that's a great point. I mean, when when you and I actually um, when you and I actually got to know one another, you were just about to leave Baton Rouge and, and head down. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's I remember you saying then, you know, the excitement that you had about being around people that, communal had that desire to go and advance their careers at a really high level in some cases probably just maintain their careers at the at the highest level that they were already at um and i think that you know allows us to kind of transition into the, the specifically the competitor that you are because when you're going from being let's just say what it say what it was the best of the best where you were here in Baton Rouge and then suddenly being around people that I can only assume have almost a humbling impact on one another in terms of like on any given day anybody Tree. can be the best at what they do as you the competitor what did that do immediately back in 2017 2018 when you made that move to sort of elevate I guess the consistency in you as a competitor day to day that's a good point you made there. So when I first got here, I'm going to be brutally honest, I thought that things would just click. 
Hmm. I'd been an assistant in Baton Rouge where Coach Shaver, I'd, I'd been under Coach Shaver's stewardship for what, five years. So I got to learn the program. I had my breaking period. And when you're younger and you don't have the contractual demands of, of, of performances, obviously you want to perform well, but now money's involved, you know? This is my hmm. livelihood. It's taken up a whole nother notch. Sure. So it was much easier to kind of have the breaking period then, but now I'm a professional. There's no breaking period. You have demands to make, you know? So I got into the program and I just thought everything would click. I was like, everyone runs fast here. All I've got to do is do the program and it will click. And that wasn't the case. Mm. So that was also humbling too, because it was like, um, I would like just do the workouts, not at a bare minimum per se, but uh, for example, you coach as well. So let's say you guys, I, just, I might be totally off here, but you've got to do 10 lengths in 10 minutes, right? Well, that's right. a terrible time, but just you get where I'm coming from, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Let's say, say 10, 10 lengths in, in, in four minutes, right? Right, and right. You can do it in the four minutes or you can do it in three and a half. Right. You know? So I was I was doing it in the 10 thinking that I'm, I'm doing the workout. And um, it wasn't working like that, man. Like when I came and I got injured, and that set me back. And when you know once you get injured, say you're out for four weeks, it's going to take you another eight weeks to get back where you were because you missed four weeks, so you've got to get back four weeks, another four weeks to get back where you were. So, it, And that's at that time, that's three months. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't really have time to play around like that. So the first year was really, really hard um, just on me mentally because I'm always used to being the alpha male in my setting, you know. Sure, As you sure. said, like LSU, I was pretty dominant in the NCAA on a whole. I felt like nobody could mess with me. And that kind of touched my confidence, you know. Yeah. I went through a little down phase. I was like, what's going on here, man? I'm kind of confused right now. Like, it's not supposed to happen, you know. Right. But um, it just brought me that, that back to reality, humbled me. And then the next year I was in the group, I had a more of a bullish approach because I said, okay, then. I know the workout works. People run fast here, but it's about how you have to pick and choose when to, you know what I'm saying, turn it up a notch. I have to be mm. a bit more in control because coach is going to give you the work and he's yeah. not going to steer you wrong. Great coach. His track record speaks for itself. Uh, one of the most decorated coaches in athletics history. So he's like, you have to figure out what works for you. Not what, although you're given the blueprint, you still have to find your creases, your crannies and how to attack it and get better, you know? So that's when I delved into myself a lot more and I had to take it up a notch because although it didn't map out like I wanted it to, I still felt like I made progress. And then obviously Olympics getting cancelled, which was pretty um, no, heartbreaking, to be honest. Well, postponed. It's sure. pretty heartbreaking, but training was going phenomenally well. And that mm. was just, I guess, validation of the sacrifices I'd made going forward. So this year, there's no excuses as to why I shouldn't be on top. You know, just going through that, taking a step back and realising that, all right, then you just got to be a bit more aggressive remain humble and go again love it love it and i think you know so many great points there i mean for listening to you talk though i think it sounds as though you had to slow down in order to in your case obviously with what you do to speed up and and you know i think that is for anyone listening whatever walk of life you're in uh, it's it's such a valid point when you get to a new level and in your case when you get to the highest level you're you're on the brink you're at the pinnacle of what it is all of your counterparts are trying to do at the best of you know their ability around the world when you're at that point you would assume okay I'm here I'm here now like this is it 
when really right as you arrive at that level you actually need to just say hold on one second like just slow down look analyze the blueprint as you said and then find those opportunities to sort of manipulate the way in which you approach things from that point and i think that is just incredible insight and especially with the adversity of last year and like you said being right where you wanted to be physically probably mentally ready to attack ready to go and then having everything just brought to a standstill but now being able to to pivot and and reset and go again what what has the last let's say let's say the last three months now as you finish 2020 and you saw yourself coming around the bend into 2021 from a sense of being able to compete where where's the fire now like are you starting to sense that hey things are starting to come back to normal that there is light at the end of the tunnel now is my time so to speak well that's the that's that's the that's the limbo you know like yeah. um me individually i don't have any control over that as far as what happens but all i know that i have to best prepare myself for whatever may happen you know mm. uh, at the end of the day running is my job and i, I want to run this year more than ever i'm gonna be 27 this year so i'm reaching that kind of physical prime mm. of an athlete which they say is what 25 to 30 mm-hmm. so i've been robbed of a year already i'm not getting any younger i'm only getting stronger i believe i'm only i keep learning and that's for the last three months the biggest takeaway from me is that now nah, i'm in america i've been away from my family for the best part of eight years as mm. they all reside in england that I'm not doing this for fun. I make too many sacrifices to go out there and be mediocre. You know, I've been robbed of seeing my family for a very long time now. I was unable to attend my grandma's funeral. I had to do, go on that via Zoom. Mm. Uh, my grandfather's funeral, I had to go on that via Zoom because they passed away. Unrelated to COVID, but mm. in the year that COVID kind of took over the world. So it's like, that's really my fire to know that I'm sacrificing so much. The least I can give myself is a fair chance at being great. That's all I deserve. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. the outcome is the outcome, but I know that I have to give it my all. Just little things like I'm here, just you know, drinking water. Like just little things, going to sleep early. Oh yeah. Um, hard thing too about our sport is the fact that the summer is where most people can have fun. We can't do that because that's the mm. peak of our sport. Absolutely. You know? So it's like not being able to socialize as much and whatnot. Um, it's not necessarily hard, but sometimes you're like, man, I wish I could have done this, you know? But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you have to remember that the long-term goal, you know, I have to maximize my potential as I can because I've been blessed with a talent. And uh, I feel like it's, 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 it's humbling to say, but at times I've taken it for granted, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when you're forced to reflect on what's going on right now and the things that you're not able to do, it's like, man, just damn it. Just just give it your all. Just give it your all. Because at the end of the day, I'll seek peace of mind that even if I don't get the results that I may want, I know that I've done all I could possibly do, you know? Like, life is right now about sacrifices. And I feel like uh, I've come too far and there's so much more to achieve that why not just, you know, commit to the cause 110% see how far you can really go with this because i kind of have that mindset every year because there's always more to achieve you know i haven't reached the pinnacle yeah i've Mm. had success but there's so much more to do and as you said like i'm blessed to train with a group that has some of the fastest people in the world like literally 
some of the fastest people, right. Olympic champions, world champions, you name it, they're in this group. So I know the standard. I train with them daily, you know. So go out there. Not many people are blessed to be around this this greatness. So mm. just go out there and don't take it for granted, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think your sport. I mean, your sport is all about fractions, fractions and percentages percentages of percentages you know just everything is so so minute the details all add up and i think people hear that they hear that and they think there's a cliche component but we're we're talking about the difference between a guy's forehead and a guy's neck at times when you guys are all crossing the line and making sure that your forehead's getting there you know at a time when the guy next to you's not necessarily right there at that time and, and and you're trying to hit that stride perfectly as you cross the finish line so that all your momentum is hitting at the same time we're trying to cover you know 10 meters on average about 10 meters every one second you know that's pretty much what we're trying to do here over the course of a 100 or a 200 and i think for me personally having grown up as just a fan no running ability whatsoever that's why i was in the water but as someone who is just a fan of seeing guys find ways to take hundreds of a second off one performance to the next performance and think, holy shit, like how how do you find that one one hundredth to move from that that run that maybe you were just satisfied with to that run that you were ecstatic about? Because it was that one one hundredth or it was those couple of one hundredths that made the biggest impact. And I think for you, hearing you talk about all of these tiny details from what you put into your body to the way in which you rest, to the way in which you train, to the environment within which you train, those are those fractions. Those are those percentages of percentages that are going to make all the difference in the grand scheme of things. And I think for you now, in terms of a guy that probably goes from one milestone to the next, from one goal to the next what's that process looking like for you at this point in time in terms of where do you what what's your comfort level right now with where you are necessarily in your career but at the same time what's the intentions now over the next few months heading into this games that's the thing i can't get comfortable because there's always more to achieve Mm. you know this sport you can never be content just like any avenue in life you always want more for yourself you know Mm. it's the nature of the beast like you always want more and I feel like that's what drives me. You know, at times when I'm exasperated, when I'm tired or just fatigued beyond belief, I just got to tell myself, I mean, once my body's able to do it, I got to keep going because it's going to hurt one way or the other. And uh, when you when you train with a great group of individuals, it's just, you just push each other. The energies, the levels are just so high. Mm. As I said, we've got some phenomenal athletes around me and I feel like that's one of the greatest pluses of being where I'm at right now. But um. I'm nowhere near my pinnacle. There's more to achieve. Um, I haven't been dominant, you know. So it's just like, that's what keeps me going. The, the, the knowing that I can get better, that I haven't reached my full potential. And um, yeah, to be the best, honestly. Like I remember um, World 2019, we came second in the relay. I didn't run the individual. And um, <clears throat> the commentator said, why are you upset? And um, I had to kind of change my attitude. And I was like, I'm not upset. It's just that, you know, when you experience getting first place, you know, it was such a euphoric feeling that mm. when you get second, it's almost anticlimactic. And it's not too late on, but you're able to reflect and be like, well, second fastest team in the world, European record, British record. It's not too bad, you know. Mm. But for that split instance, like you want to be the best. 
you know, and it's just like, that's what drives me, trying to be the best, because I've raced the best throughout my life, and I feel like I have untapped potential that I just need to bring out on myself, but that's due to consistency and hard work and just mental tenacity, really, resilience, because life is about the survival of the fittest, mm. and it's about remaining healthy and just trying to get a better each day. You know, mm. I go to sleep excited to wake up, to go to training, to know that I'm going to get better. Mm. You know, like I kind of pre-process how I'm attack training now and what I can particularly work on to get better. What can I try and correct? I've got some great mentors in my corner, former athletes, you know, and I'll just, you know, try and pick their brains because they've done it all before at the top level. I'm like, what can I take from their repertoire into mine to try, you know what I'm saying, get better, try to get that little advantage because at the end of the day, it's all about metrics and you said the, the margin is so minute I, I i employ everyone to get a stopwatch right now whether it's their phone a stop clock or a watch or whatever is the case and put just stop and start it mm-hmm. and that could be the difference between first and last place oh yeah literally mm-hmm. literally like and nobody remembers who came last people remember who wins people know once one maybe two people in sport you seen both and somebody else if it's a yeah. fellow countryman you know, and the reason why no ball because he was so dominant, and that's unheard of. Mm. You know, but literally start and stop your phone right now, clock whatever it may be, and that could be the difference between first and last place. That mm. could be the difference between two hundred thousand and twenty thousand. Yeah. You know, it's a livelihood at the end of the day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know what I'm saying. Like it's a, it's, a, it's a big deal, man. As I said, last three months. Just, just knuckling down, man. Not mm. being with the family for Christmas, zooming them when they're having dinner. I'm having lunch. It's just like, all right, yeah. yeah it's it's bigger than me. It's, it's bigger hard. than me. I just gotta yeah. just go for it now. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear all of that, and I, I definitely appreciate the, um, the candidness as well, just in terms of what you've gone through on a personal level. And I think, you know, this is something I've always been interested to ask guys like you that come from the UK, as I did. Um, because the one thing, you know, you can you can love them or hate them for it, but over here in the US, there is a winner's first mindset. You know, you want you want to win and 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 winners are celebrated and and very few runners up are. Um and coming from where we come from, um Olympic medalists are celebrated. Silver medalists, bronze medalists, um people that were you know, Always, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, um, for their entire career are, are, are celebrated in, in, in our country. And I think for you, talking about the way you're talking about that 4 by one between 2017 and 2019, that, that's not very British of you to think that way. Um, and yeah, I say that, I, I, I say I'm that, gonna, it's I'm, very tongue in cheek. I got criticized for it. I got yeah, criticized. No, I and, got but criticized here's, and, and, and that's the, and, but that for, for me personally, man, like, I actually, I'm, I'm saying this now almost on a, you know, almost unaware, but I feel like I even saw the interview. I don't know why, because when you start telling me that story, I feel like I actually saw the interview. Maybe I was in the UK at the time or something like that. I don't know. But there is this, there is this way of just championing people that aren't necessarily champions. And I think that is a, a very dangerous mindset for a guy like you who's in an environment where we are working on these fractions and on these details. And it's also a huge plus for you to then take the initiative as you have and be where you are, training where you are, in order to sort of remain true to 
clearly who you want to be. You want to be the best. You don't, you aren't comfortable being runner up. And I think, I don't necessarily think I have a question here, but it's more just like highlighting and saying like, you're, you, to become a product of what you want to be, you've removed yourself from a system and from an environment that is going to prevent you potentially from being exactly that, do you not think? Um, I feel like the culture has kind of shifted mm. um, as far as the, the, the mindset of British athletes because we are now at such a high level where we're able to compete with the best, you know. Mm. I feel like we, we, we've garnered some respect on the international stage now as, as true competitors, not just as a relay, but as individual athletes, mm. as we, we bowl some of the best talent, you know. So um, there's been a kind of a culture shift uh, with with my fellow peers. And um, we all, when we talk, we all believe that we can do something, you know, individually. Mm-hmm. And although that we're competing against each other, we still have that respect for one another and, you know, there's, there's no malice when I say to a guy, yo, bro, I'm going for it today. I'm out the bus heads today. You know, he might be in the same race. He's like, yeah, me too. Like, at the end of the day, only, there's only one winner, yeah, yeah. you know? And um, with reference to to coming second, uh, it's just, as you said, you want to be the best. So at that moment, at a split second in time, everyone reacts differently. But I can't, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve and I can't pretend to be overexcited about coming second especially in a relay that's four people mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day if we were to talk about my quote-unquote track legacy i'm a relay guy and i don't want that beside my name mm. no not in any capacity do i love running it yes but i'm an individual athlete first and now I, it's about time i start getting individual medals i got second at europeans in 2018 Second by a long way too, because it was probably about two tenths of a second. So it wasn't like it was close. Second and third were close, but first and second weren't close. Mm. And I was, I, was pre- I was pretty pissed off, to be honest with you. I was like, man, I kind of fucked up, man. And um, the commentator once again was like, oh, Nefino doesn't seem happy. And I'm just like, well, to be honest, I went into the race to win. I didn't win. And I, I got beat pretty bad, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like it was yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy who won was, was on one that year. And it's not till after the fact you're able to, you know, reflect and be like, all right, you got a medal. You got an international medal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your, one of your fastest times on the international stage too. So, you know, don't don't be despondent about that. But right there and then, you just want to be the best, man. And I feel that's what keeps pushing me. Because anytime I believe I get content on just making a final mm-hmm. or just getting a medal, like, at the end, I feel like in all, all ventures, yourself included, we all want to be the best. We all reach for the highest heights. And if we fall short of that, if we fall short and we come second, that's not a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're pinnacle, if you limit your mind to just making a final and only eight people make it and you come ninth, or mm-hmm. you limit yourself to come in top six and then you come seventh, like you're kind of just setting yourself short. I understand mm-hmm. that my goals may at times seem unrealistic, but... I will foolishly achieve or aspire to be the best in every avenue. And if I fall short of that, as long as I know my mindset was in the right place, you know, to, to, to be the best, like, hmm. it's it, it, only one person who gets the gold, you yeah. know? So why not me? Yeah. Like I said, like, it may be, it may seem outlandish. The odds may always be stacked against me or they might be in my favor, but mm-hmm. that's where you got to block the outside noise and just kind of be your own 
motivator. I'm my own biggest critic, you know? Mm. Uh, you can write whatever you want. People can say whatever they want. It doesn't really phase me, you know? Mm. I just got to believe in the internal voice in my head that I want to be the best and I have to keep striving for it. Mm. And that's what keeps me going every day. Love it. Love it. And uh, you and I share that quality of, of being our own biggest critic. And I think for me as a coach, it, it allows me to actually be a pretty good coach because I think my athletes a lot of the time, you know, that they'll, you know, and you're an athlete. You you have those days where coach is really riding you, and you think, man, what's who put a stick up his butt? You know, whatever it is today, and um, it, it's it's for me personally, it's always about someone seeing someone not on that given day pushing themselves to try and realize their potential. That's what irritates me more than anything is that waste of time. And uh, I think listening to you talk about yourself, you're clearly training every day like you said going to bed excited about waking up the next day um very aware of whether or not you're bringing your best to the table each and every day and i think that's uh everything that we're about man on the show um bringing that competitive fire out of people and, and and understanding that there's a way of being a competitor in each and every uh thing that you do each and every day um in terms of in terms of the um well, I, I, I wasn't going to mention this, but in terms of just football teams, how do you how do you survive being an Arsenal fan these days? Um, <laughs> do you know what? I've kind of learned to get emotionally detached from them <laughs> because now, honestly, it was actually giving me anxiety, man. It was right. really bad for yeah. my health at one point. It wasn't it wasn't fun. Like yeah. Arsenal's outcome would dictate my whole weekend, and I was like, right. I have to find a way. To allow them to get less control over my emotions so opposed to waking up every day and reading news articles while stretching i just kind of tried to give myself a little bit of a little bit more distance relationship with them but as yeah. soon as they get two wins in the truck i get sucked right back in man so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, you a hard one man it's yeah, a hard you one. can't you can't see my camera but i do have my my picture of the cop behind me so my my, oh, my time a liverpool is, fan. my time as a liverpool fan at the moment is good i i had to wait 30 oh, years yeah. to to appreciate oh, it you so guys you know are doing amazing yeah. right now man you yeah. guys are doing amazing stuff right now if but back to your point i want to i want to say something just in in everything you do try to do it with purpose if you're going to do something why not do with purpose and meaning behind it? Because we can just go through life and just wallow through and, you know, just be a present, just be present. But I feel like I go to training now with a greater purpose and I feel that's relatable to anything in life. Try to do it with purpose, try to do it with an extra meaning, try and achieve something from it. Because we can all do stuff. We can go to work nine to five. You know, we may not be happy in what we do, but do it with purpose and just seek new ways to motivate yourself, set yourself small targets to, you know, and there's nothing with rewarding yourself too. I feel like when I first came here, I was so hard on myself. I was like, I was just so regimented. I wasn't having fun. I was just like, job, 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 job. And then I kind of relaxed now. I was like, let me have a balance now. You know, it's okay to eat out. It's okay to buy yourself something here. Nothing lavish, but it's just, you know what I'm saying? Incentivize mm. doing something, you know? Mm. So, um, but just no. do it with purpose, man, and try to find the fun in it. Because right now it's, it's it's hard times for everybody, so mm. where you can you know make yourself smile or make someone else smile, it's more yeah. important right now than ever. Love it, love it. And um, before I let you go, man, uh, you know I, I follow you on all your social media platforms and stuff like that. Let 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 everyone know where they can find out more about you, man. 
Uh, on Instagram, it's Nathaniel. I was blessed enough to get my first name as my handle. That's N-E-T-H-A-N-E-E-L. And on Twitter, it's Nathaniel, spelled N-E-T-H-A-N-E-E-L-M-B. Yeah, man, that's how awesome. you can find me on. And Facebook is just my name. But yep. yeah. Good deal, man. Well, listen, I'm I'm so appreciative of your time. I really am. I'm so glad we were able to do this. And uh, I knew I'd be able to pull a few just nuggets of great information from you and, and, and you were able to deliver that and some. So thanks again, man, for your time. You know you've got all Thank my best, you. all my best behind you and uh, excited to see you uh, tearing it up in, uh, in 2021 Olympic Games this year, man. All right. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. I try to go swimming now at least once a week. <laughs> Good yeah. man. Proud of you, man. Yeah, that, of that's you. that actually is tiring, man. My traps, because we, we do upper body on Tuesday and I go swimming on a Wednesday. So it's like, I just get fatigued. I'm like, I'm literally midway through in length and I'm like, man, I'm tired. Supposed man. to be recovery, man. It's supposed to be recovery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I try to get it. It's helping my breathing, regulating my breathing. It's not Absolutely. too bad. It's not too bad. Because I'll just Don't forget to give me that shout out when you're top of the podium then. <laughs> I got you. I got you. This is all down to my swimming coach, Steve. It is, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks again. Appreciate it. I right, thank you. Appreciate you, man. Have a great night. Really great getting to speak with Nathaniel there and just hear so much about the fantastic stuff that he has to look forward to coming up in 2021 and the ways in which he will certainly be executing his process in order to compete at the absolute highest level. One massive takeaway there, guys, do it with purpose. So if you're listening to this and you've got some big events, some big challenges coming up, or maybe you have the opportunity to influence a few other people in a situation such as that, really encourage them, encourage yourself to find a way to do things with as much purpose every step of the way. And with that being said, I would love to hear what you thought of the episode by reaching out to me either through LinkedIn, uh, you can just search for my name, Steve Meller. Obviously, you can also connect with me through Instagram by following us at career underscore competitor. And hey, if you're listening to the show at the moment, be sure just to share, let everybody know you're listening, how much you enjoyed it. And at the same time, guys, I look forward to certainly speaking with you all again very soon. Bye for now. Bye for now.